This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. That's 99 years of helping people transform their lives and become successful Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I'm the president of the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. Uh, what an honor to be here. I've been here for 30 years, and it's such a joy. Uh, I get to see and experience firsthand thousands of people that have come to our centers in Miami-Dade and Broward counties over the last 30 years. They come to us. They're broken. They're addicted. They have mental illness. People, uh, Moms are coming with us with their kids that are fleeing domestic violence. Uh, prostitutes are coming to help uh, that need help. Just people from all walks of life that have just uh, messed up. Uh, some would say messed up. I say they've made some a lot of bad decisions. But when you see the homeless, uh, when you're traveling in either Miami or, or Broward, and you look at it and you say, what's wrong with them? You don't know the whole story. You know, there's a lot of times there's tragedy in these people's lives. And a lot of times they start off young, they get in the wrong crowd. They start following, you know, getting to the drug scene. They get addicted or they get up, end up in jail for some reason. And you just don't know their story. Everyone has a different story. You're going to hear one today. And, you know, when people come to us broken like that, coming through our, our front door, uh, they get a great meal. They get a shower. You know, we have hygiene products for them. They get some rest and they start believing in themselves. And we have encouraging staff. We have wonderful volunteers and they get it. They say, you know, maybe my life can be a bit different. Maybe I can be successful. And we start working with them right where they are. Uh, everyone is different, of course. And some may need just a couple of weeks. Some may need a, uh, a year. It depends on, on what they're, what has happened in their life. And then they start gaining the tools. They start gaining responsibility. We have work assignments for them. Uh, so they, they help us out in the kitchen. They help us with uh, cleaning the place. They just do a lot of different things. They just don't sit around all day. They go to classes and they have personal counselors, and if they need mental health counseling, we have that available. And of course, we want them to have a spiritual direction. We're a Christian organization. We don't hide from that. You don't have to be a Christian to come here. Uh, you don't have to be of any faith to come and get help. But we want people to know that God has a purpose for them. God has a plan for them. And in fact, this Friday, April 2nd, is going to be our annual Thanksgiving on Good Friday celebration. We're doing things differently with COVID. Uh, we, we had to change how we do things last year. Uh, every year we have three or four major outreaches where we literally in our centers in Broward and Miami will close down the streets and have a giant uh, block party. But we can't do that right now. So at Thanksgiving and Christmas of 2020, uh, we had a, a drive through presentation where people could actually come and get food boxes and hygiene products and gifts and toys at Christmas time. And so we're going to do that same approach. Uh, this Friday, we already have people registered. I think all the slots are filled. Uh, at Christmas time, we did about 700 uh, families. That's 700 families. So you figure that's over 2,000 people easily. 
and then we're, we're geared up for this Easter. We can't do our foot washing that we've done for many, many years with the public. Uh, we always ended our, our Thanksgiving on Good Friday celebration with foot washing, and we actually washed the foot, the feet of those that were homeless, those who were in our centers, but because of COVID, of course, that it cannot be done this year. And the reason we did that is because that's what Jesus did the night that he went to Calvary uh, on the cross. He washed his feet of his disciples to show true humility and what it meant to be a servant. You know, and so we wanted to reenact that every year. We can't do it uh, globally, but we may do it internally with some of our residents. So this Friday is a great, great time. We're going to have over 600 families on a drive-through. They'll have a prayer tent. They'll have hygiene products. They'll have food boxes. And for the kids, we do have Easter baskets. So it's going to be quite a celebration. You can help us during this Easter and Passover uh, season. In fact, Passover is this week. It ends on Sunday uh, when we are going to be celebrating Easter. And we have so many great Jewish friends. So we want to say happy Passover to all of our Jewish friends that celebrate that. It's quite meaningful uh, when they left Egypt uh, and got out of bondage. And so we, we want to celebrate with them. And then we lead right up into Easter. So you can help us by going to caringplace.org slash Easter. That's caringplace.org slash Easter. For $2.10, you can provide a hot, delicious meal. Of course, your donation and your support is going to go beyond the Easter season. We're in our spring season right now. And we do rely on our community. You know, over the last 99 years, uh, the way that we've been able to continue through depression and wars and storms and economic upturns and downturns and even through this COVID that we've had the coronavirus the last uh, year and a half is because of the local people. Um, we are really supported by moms and dads, uh, single people uh, sending in 30 to to $100, uh, uh, maybe two or three times during the year. That is our bread and butter. That is what we really rely on, and we're so thankful. We are grateful that people have chosen us to support. There's so many great causes that people want to support, and you know, usually when things happen in your own family, uh, those are the issues that you care about the most. Uh, and so we're very grateful. You know, it only takes two dollars and ten cents to provide a hot, delicious meal, and with that meal becomes some encouragement. You know, we can't have everyone that comes in that will uh, eat with us and, and maybe have a few nights of rest. Uh, make that decision to enter into a longer-term program, but we want to show them kindness. We want to show them God's love in practical ways, and that it really begins with a meal. You know, when people come to us, you can't just talk about changing and why are you doing this and can you come in and do. They're hungry. They're tired. They're beat up. Uh, maybe they've just had a big drug run. We don't know what they've just done, and so we want to give them that that meal with uh, grace, and that's where most people can really help us is with our meal program. Now, another tremendous way you can help us through the spring, we call it spring cleaning with a purpose, is as you go through your house and you start making arrangements, we have a thrift store located at 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. It's a tremendous, tremendous thrift store. I mean, you'll have all sorts of bargains in there, clothes, knickknacks, furnishings. Uh, it's just a tremendous place. It looks just so, so classy when you walk in. Uh, but we will take donations when you go clean out your closets. You know, maybe you have some clothes you need to get rid of or some furniture you're changing out. Uh, you contact us by going to caringplace.org slash thrift or just go to our main site and uh, contact us. We'll schedule a pickup for you if it's a lot of items. If it's a small item, just a few bags of clothes, uh, we'd like you to come by one of our centers. It's listed on our website. 
Uh, but those items are used every single day. We're serving about 700 people every day. Uh, this is after COVID, of course. It used to be up to 1,100, 1,200. But we, because of the social distancing and, and we've had to spread people out in our centers, uh, we can't serve as many right now until everything quiet down and we get back to normal, hopefully by the fall. But we'll use those items every single day. You know, we have uh, tremendous needs for clothing for our men and women and children. And then other items in our centers, they take, they get beat up a lot, couches and furnishings and things. We use them. And then when people leave, when they graduate and they get their own apartment or their own home, we help furnish that. So we'll give them everything they need to get, to get started in life again. You know, the beds, the couches, the kitchen, utensils, even um, uh, appliances, whatever they need to, to get started again so they don't have to feel that burden. And that's such a great way that you can help us. Now, the surplus items that we have will go into our thrift store. And our thrift store is, uh, is, is really a training area for many of our uh, residents. They'll go in there, they'll help, maybe help with the collecting the furnishings. Maybe they'll be on the truck to go out on the routes. Uh, maybe they're in sales. Whatever, whatever they're doing is to help them establish responsibility uh, for work so they can go out and get a job. And many times, uh, about 35% of our staff are formerly homeless. So that if there's a job opening here, we're going to hire them. And, and you can be a part of that. That's called our spring cleaning with a purpose. You know, you when people face difficult times, and many times when people are homeless, uh, they've given up on life. And when you give up, when you when you lose hope, when you really get to that area of despair, uh, life is so bleak. And for many of our people that support us, many of you that are listening right now, you may be going through something in your life. Uh, and I would encourage you, we would like to pray for you also. You go to caringplace.org slash prayer. That's caringplace.org slash prayer. It's all confidential. Uh, I get so many requests for people, you know, that they're, they've got cancer. They've got people, they've got sons and daughters that are not doing well. And we want to pray for you because the caring place is the praying place. Well, stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leon Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm excited today we have with us on the phone, Rene Labrada. He is the founder of the Strong Tower for Humanity. Welcome, Rene. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure. And before we go any further, let me thank you once again. I know you guys did an amazing job with collecting food items, with delivering those donations to us. I want to hear all about it. And and again, thank you, thank you. It's a great help uh, when organizations get together to help the homeless and hungry. Uh, so thank you for that. So, Renee, tell me about the Strong Tower for Humanity. Well, uh, Strong Tower, well, first off, I want to say thank you so much to Miami Rescue Mission for, you know, allowing us to have the, our very first event, you know, and to partner with us. That was an honor and a privilege to work with such with an organization as amazing as you guys and we really really thank you so much for that opportunity and uh, for sure in the future there will be many more uh, events that we hope we can do with not just the Miami Rescue Mission but with any organization um, that has you know the same values and vision and mission that we all want to you know aid and assist to the homeless individuals here in the city. Um, uh, the Strong Tower for Humanity, uh, our mission is not just to manage uh, homelessness, but definitely to try and find an end to it. Uh, we want to do more than just, um, uh, you know, give them material things 
we want to be able to give them that community. And right now, uh, the the mission and 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 the vision that we have is to try and build that you know that bridge, that 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 gap between the community and these organizations and and churches. Um, you know, we we really want to create a, a community between multiple organizations, multiple churches around the city to be able to give opportunities to people who want to help. Because there's so many people out there that have told me personally, and I was one of those people as well, that we uh, we want to help, but we just don't know how. Absolutely. And there's so many, you know, and there's so many churches as well who say the same thing, that they want to help the community. They want to help the, the, the less fortunate, but they just don't know how. And I want to create those opportunities for these churches, for those individuals, whether, you know, whatever their beliefs are, you know, as long as you have that heart filled with love and patience and compassion for, for these less fortunate individuals, you're welcome aboard. You're welcome to come along for the ride. And we're here to spread love into the city to try and form, you know, unity amongst the people, um, you know, from the rich to the poor, you know, we're here to, 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 to bridge that gap. Um, and really that's what Strong Tire for Humanity is, is looking to do is, is to just spread love and unity and of course represent God in everything that we do, um, moving forward. Well, that's, that's amazing. And amen to all that because we do need that tons of love and prayer. Uh, to spread around our communities. You're absolutely right about that. We need more Renees. We need more people that come together to help others, right? And the Miami mm-hmm. Rescue Mission, as you know, because I know now we've been talking for a while. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we haven't met in person. Uh, mm-hmm. But as you know, you know, we're here to serve the homeless, the hungry, but we cannot do it alone, right? It does take a village when it comes to helping our community, when it comes of to course, helping the less fortunate, like you said. So thank you for, for doing that. Now, I know you did this wonderful, wonderful food drive. How did you do that? How did you accomplish it? I know that it was wonderful. Uh, you have already delivered everything to us. How did you get the individuals that were helping you? How did you encourage them? Well, uh, really, the people who, who um, you know, who helped me were, you know, I've been blessed with a very supportive uh, mother. Uh, you know, she is uh, actually the, the, the executive secretary uh, for Strong Tower for Humanity. So she's been there by my side spearheading this mission that we have. Uh, she herself is a pastor, so she, you know, she's she's already filled up with all that that love and that compassion to help those people who need it. Um, and uh, I've been blessed with friends as well who were there for me, uh, and they're the ones who were there. You know, they volunteered their time for the time that we were there to help organize everything. And and the way to encourage them is is exactly what I said before that we're just here to if you have that love in you to help out people who need it, then you know you're more than welcome to come along. And, uh, and like I said, I've been blessed to have people around me who, who have been very, very supportive. And you know what, what's really interesting and, and such a true, uh, statement is that everyone out there, each one of us, we have something that we can give, whether mm-hmm. it's time, whether it's items, water, hygiene items, your time, your money, anything and everything, right? I, I, this is my, I always like to tell our listeners, please, if you are not already involved with helping others in our community and you are blessed, uh, because you have your home, because you have a family, because you know, you, you have a food every day, 
please reach out into our community and try to find an organization to help and and to give back, right? To give back uh, from from our blessings. And I already love your mother. I don't even know her yet, but how <laughs> wonderful you. that she is a pastor, that she has inspired you to to you know follow in her footsteps. I'm sure, and and actually mm. develop this wonderful organization and and being able to help others. So I I truly love it. I cannot wait to meet you in person. Now, for those that are wondering, right? Uh, they, they know all about the Miami Rescue Mission, but can we tell them how can they find the Strong Tower for Humanity? How can we find you and follow you or uh, website? What can you give us so that we can find you? Yeah, of course. Uh, we do have an Instagram account and it's a Strong Tower for Humanity. You guys can find us just like that on, on Instagram. You type it into the search bar. Um, we also have a website, which is strongtowerforhumanity.com. And there you can find, uh, you can stay up to date with all our all of our events. Um, you know, you can contact us through there. Uh, we have a contact link. Um, you can also donate through the website as well. And, um, and that's pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty much so far what we have as far as, uh, as um, social media and, and ways of marketing ourselves. And I'm sure you post uh, the events. So if anyone yes. starts following you right now, when you have mm -hmm. an event, they'll see it, right? And if they yes, want to be absolutely. a part of it, I mean, whether it's for the Miami Rescue Mission or any other wonderful organization in our community, um, we love them all, every single one of them. So go ahead and join Renee and, and make a difference, right? For someone else that is less fortunate than you are. Now, what has been your experience? I'm sure because you have a calling and a passion for helping homeless individuals. What has been your experience when you go out there and, and you see the homeless individuals? Uh, my experience has been definitely that doing this good, um, it's really, it's a joyous occasion. Um, I've learned that happiness is circumstantial, but, but joy is something that's consistent. And serving uh, someone who doesn't have what I have, uh, it's kind of like a weird paradox, I guess, you know, right? You know, like they say, like the cliche, God works in mysterious ways. So, yes. you know, that's, that's just the way that he makes it work. You know, you serve and, you know, you're not gaining anything out of this other than that, that joy that you feel inside of you. And truly that has been the most amazing thing that I've felt, um, you know, doing this, this event and just, I'm excited to do even more events and to do more outreach. Um, with other organizations and other churches. And that's something that I definitely implore if there's anybody who's listening to this, like, you know, like you just said earlier, that if anybody wants to take part of this mission, whether it's a church, whether you're just an individual, whether you're another organization, please do not hesitate uh, to reach out to us or to any organization, really, you know, and, you know, reach out to your local church, reach out to your local organization, volunteer, because joy the joy of serving truly has nothing else to be compared to. It's amazing. I, I totally agree with you. I've been doing this for nine years and I, I know volunteers, many, many volunteers. And I used to be a volunteer myself. I used to volunteer quite a bit uh, when I, when I was not here. So I know the joy that comes, uh, you know, it is, it's that feeling of, Oh my God, I didn't know that this was going to make me feel this good. And, and this is what I hear from our volunteers every time, you know, Oh my God, I had so much fun or, Oh my God, that was so amazing. So for those of you out there that have not gotten involved in any way, uh, it's not too late. <laughs> I know, uh, with the pandemic is challenging, but please, please. And again, for the, uh, strong tower for humanity, you can find them on Instagram. 
the Strong Tower for Humanity. Follow Rene, see what events he's up to. Rene, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you so much again for this opportunity. I hope you guys have a great day. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Center. I'm so excited. We have on the phone with us today, Monica Lopez from Plan Me Events and Angela Burns from Better Than a Basket. And welcome, Monica and Angela. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Thank guys. You Thank you for having us. Oh, I'm so grateful to both of you. Before we go into talking about your beautiful business, I want to thank you once again uh, for volunteering to help us plan the most beautiful volunteer appreciation yet, okay? <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait for our volunteers to feel the love and to see all the details that, with your help, we're putting together to celebrate them on April 17. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I want to hear more about both of your companies. Monica, I start with you. Tell me about your company and what you guys do. Hi, Leanne. I am so excited to do this um, for the Miami Rescue Mission. I've been wanting to do this for a very long time with a good cause. I feel like I'm always a good cause walking around. Yeah. Um, I started uh, my, uh, my PTA years with my daughter's school, and I just love fundraising and planning parties and making people smile. Um, so that's how I came up with planning events. I figured why not do this, um, you know, on, on the side, uh, apart from my full-time job. Um, and I just love it. I think that um, if we bring everybody together, businesses and non-for-profits, uh, we can make the world a better world. So why not do it uh, with a smile? Yes, absolutely. And with tons of love, because I know, uh, yes. and, you're, and you're right, you've been wanting to do it for, for such a long time. And I'm so happy that we're finally able to work together through your company, Plan Me Events. Um, and, and of course, you're collaborating with Angela Burns uh, from Better Than a Basket. Angela, thank you once again. Tell me about Better Than a Basket. Oh, well, thank you again. Um, Better Than a Basket is about customized gifting. It, it was born out of doing exactly like what this event is about. Um, I always would make gifts and for my jobs, for different events, for different holidays, and just give them away just because Again, you get such a good feeling giving and seeing the reaction of people um, to be appreciated. And when one of the colleagues that I had told me, you know, it's nice that you give these things and we all love them, but, you know, people would spend money on this and they would buy them. And I'm like, well, maybe I could turn this into a business. So, you know, now I get to make people happy and customize gifts and help them make people in their lives happy. Um, and then I get paid for it a little bit, too. So that's good. But. <laughs> When Monica told me about this event, I mean, she just basically said, you know, there's a volunteer appreciation. And before she gets finished, I'm like, put me down. I want to do it. I um, love it. It's so important. It's so important to let people know. And it doesn't take a lot. And I think some people get lost in that thinking they have to do big things. And really, you can let people know that they're appreciated. And yeah. some of the smallest ways. Our volunteers would love it. I have to tell you, I mean, from the, from the name, which I know Monica thought of it, uh, you know, the name of the appreciation is going to be quizzing in the time to help out. 
And this is all with the lemon theme in mind, which, Monica, I thank you so much for helping me with the name and everything else that you guys are doing. <laughs> because, I mean, what a better way. And and I, I think I said it at the other interview that we did together. Um, volunteers have not stopped helping the Miami Rescue Mission, helping the homeless in our community, even through the pandemic. Uh, we had so many volunteers that, of course, you know, with all the safety cautions in mind, they still came, they still volunteered. So we want to appreciate them. And I thank you both so much for for being so willing and so, you know, to and, and so creative to actually put all this together so that they can feel, um, you know, celebrated and honored in this on this day. Right. Uh, so I thank you so much for that. Now, how can uh, people find uh, Monica? How can we find you uh, on social media? Hi, Leanne. Yes. Yeah, so they can um, either call me at 305. 305- Seven seven five nine zero nine three. They can text me or call me, um, and they can also find me on Instagram at PM Events by Mo. Absolutely. And now, Angela, how can we find you in social media? At Better Than a Basket. I'm at Better Than a Basket on Instagram and Facebook, and um, I can be called or text as well at seven eight six two eight zero. Ladies, thank you so much again. We love you. We thank you. We cannot wait for April 17th. Thank you for all you do. We're so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Well, once again, I'm Marilyn Brummett, and I just love this part of the program. Get so many good comments that people really tune in because they want to hear the life-changing stories. And today I have a wonderful young man that's here in the studio with me. His name is John. So, John, welcome uh, for being here, and uh, thank you for even wanting to tell your story. Hello, everyone. My name is John. Like Ms. Um, Brummett stated, I come from New York. I'm 24 years old. And growing up, I had great parents. I had a great childhood. I lived in a nice house, great education. And, and you know, I pretty much had everything I needed. But growing up, I, I was in the right path till about 12 years old. And at 12 years old, that's when I really came out and started doing the wrong thing. I started smoking weed. Now, was that, would, would you say that was because of peer pressure? Was there some friends that were influencing you? What do you think really happened at 12? Because the parent, your, your parents were having you on the right path. So was it in school, out of school, in the neighborhood? What, what do you think really kind of influenced a 12 year old? Well, uh, I lived in a nice neighborhood. But my parents, they own a, uh, they own a business in, uh, what you could call the hood, you know, and, and the ghetto. Mm-hmm. And I went to a good school, but I started hanging around with the wrong friends in, uh, mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. And at 12 years old, I was like, it was more like peer pressure. You know, I didn't really want to do it, but I wanted to seem cool in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these things led me to when I, when I was about 15 years old, I ended up getting locked up for something I did with my friends. And me and three of my other friends, we ended up doing five months, six months a year. And that was really one of the points in my life where I felt like I wanted to change. But when I got out of there, I just, I wanted, I kept doing the same thing, same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it was pretty horrible. I kept smoking weed and I kept drinking painkillers, medication. And, you know, it was really stuff that I, I didn't really have no pain. I just, Mm. I liked the feeling. Right. And, you know, by 17, 18, I started chilling in, in the hood. And then by 19, 20 years old, I ended up getting locked up again for a different charge. This time it was by myself. And I ended up doing three years of my life 
And mm-hmm. I'm still paying for the consequences now because I'm on probation for three more years. And, you know, it's, it's this time when I was arrested, though, I felt like I felt like I really, really want to change this time. You know, I felt like I really had to change. So that three years in prison, what maybe give a little bit of was there any good influence there? Well, you know, sometimes you got to make a good out of the bad. You got to flip the script. But, you know. Them three, the first year I was there, it was kind of like I didn't really care about changing my mind. I was still in my old ways, and I was still thinking about doing everything I was doing. I was really messing up. I had a chance to do my GED, and I, I, I really screwed everything up. I didn't really do anything. I, I was getting into fights. I was getting put in a in a what we call a hole that's con, um, mm-hmm. congregation. They put you there, and I just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But you know, after a while, two after like a year and a half, I started doing my GED. I messed that up too, and I wasn't doing nothing right till like the last months when I was coming out. I just decided I had to change my life. I got a son, and you know, I I still haven't really seen him. I never seen him, and you know, I want to be in his life for that point of time when so, he gets so old. So, how'd you find out about the mission? But we're gonna go to break in just a minute. Well, yeah. Uh, my my probation officer, she spoke to the guy that's in charge of the intake coordination, and he was the one that really, she was the one that really put me in the path. Two weeks before I came in the program, though, I had heard from one of the person, I, one of the people that I was locked up with, they had told me about the program because I had told them I had no way to go, and um, you know, I really had no way to go because, like I said, I'm from New York and all my family's over there, so I really felt like you know. I couldn't get probation, and, and, and Miami Rescue Mission really opened the door for me. Okay, John, listen, don't turn that dial because we're going to be back with more of John's story, and we're going to find out as he came into the mission what really happened to John and where was the change that happened. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, we're back with John, and we want to pick up his story as quickly as we can. Um, John's story was, wow, intense for for a young man. Uh, to have grown up in a good home but got influenced by the wrong peer pressure uh, in prison for three years. That really hurt someone so young. But there was a transition a little bit before you came out of prison, so you wanted to go someplace uh, that you could get your life changed and uh, was recommended to come to the Miami Rescue Mission. So let's pick up the story there, John. What happened as you actually entered? I mean, you come right straight from prison into the mission, so you're going to have rules in both places. So what was the difference? Well, um, you know, coming in the mission, it was it was a real it was real stressful at first. You know, I had an argument with a few staff. You know, I had Mr. Terrence. I had an argument with him. And I, I, I had an argument with Mr. Marlowe, too. Marlon. Marlon Campbell. And, uh, you know, coming in, I wasn't really obeying the rules, abiding by the rules. And I wasn't even going for the goals that I set for myself, which was to do better. But, uh, you know, after a while, I got a lot of chances. Even though I was doing all these wrong things, the mission was always there for me. And the mission helped me out a lot. You know, with the. So what would you say is, you know, because, yeah, rules, rules, rules. You've come out of three years of prison and rules. Now you've come into the mission. Hey, it doesn't get any less when it comes to the rules. So I guess the only difference you can say is in prison, you can't go nowhere. I mean, it's the rules and, and, and either you like it or you don't, but there's nowhere you're going. Of course, at the mission, we always say you can always leave. 
you know, we're protecting you from the outside, but if you, if you can't stand it and you're going to leave, you're going to leave. But you stayed. What? What? Why? Well, that's the reason. The reason. The real reason why I stood here was because I, I actually need a. At first, I was only here for the address and the probation. You know, I I need an address. So if I leave and I don't have an address, I go right back to jail. So I didn't want that to happen. But mm-hmm. after a while. I just, you know, I gained so much from this program and all the all the knowledge I gained from the program and all the great staff we have in our program. And, you know, everything and me finding God, which was something that I never really, to be honest, I never really cared about God or who's mm-hmm. God, you know. But now it's like, you know, I feel like me transitioning and finishing the program, the Alpha 16, um, the 16 week training program, discipleship mm-hmm. program is like. You know, it helped me change my mind to do better and to try to do positive in my life, make my family proud. And, you know, and and here in the mission, they help you with all of that. They give you all the tools that you need to progress and keep doing the right thing. Now, Um, was you able, had you finished your GED while you were in prison or are you doing that while you're here? I know you're at the education center. How does that work? Okay. Um, I, I did not finish my GED. But now I finished the education center and I finished CES class and, and now I feel like, uh, I'll be starting school. Um, mm. I'll be starting school this month, the 28th. Wow. Praise I, God. I feel so good about all the changes that God put in my life. And I feel like God is just setting all these, mm. all these different blocks so I could just go ahead and take off. You, you have know? an idea what you want to do after you finish school? What, what career path you want to make? Well, right now I'm I'm, I'm start going to um I want to be an electrician. Okay. So that's fantastic. Know. Yes. So that's what I'm going to full school now. The 28th. It's amazing how <laughs> I finish out for the 24th, and then the 28th I'll be starting school. So wow. you know I feel real good about myself. Well, if anybody's listening, you say I wonder what Alpha is. It's called the Alpha Regeneration Program here, and uh, as the once come through the program, they go through the education center. They, um, if they really want that transition in their life, they go into Alpha Regeneration. It's a change of the mind, 16 week class. And uh, you really find there is where we really see the men really change and take hold of empowerment to go on in life. John, it's an amazing story. We want to hear more from you, uh, in the future and we'll maybe have you back on to tell more once you start school. So thank you for sharing your story uh, with our listeners today, John. Thank you for having me. You know, it's always great to hear a testimony of a changed life. You know, that's what it's all about. We're serving thousands of people every single year. Uh, yeah, but it comes down to that one individual, that one family that's got a new start, a new lease on life. They're changing their, their path in life. They're becoming successful in life. And that's good news. Even through everything that's going on, people are still uh, in need. They're coming to our centers in Miami-Dade or Broward. Uh, they're getting ready to, for a change in their life. And even through the virus, people are finding jobs. People are finding uh, places to stay. Uh, we have a great network of other agencies that we work with and nonprofits that we work with in both counties. And it's just uh, it puts a smile on your face to know that even when people are so desperate, sometimes they, they've just given up on life. They really start to say, I can do better. And, you know, we believe that God has a plan for everybody. And we're very, very grateful. And, and, and we're so thankful for our supporters in the community that have been with us for many, many years. Many, many have been with us for decades. 
and and they've just been so faithful and supporting our work here. You can help this Easter and Passover season. You know, Passover is this week. Uh, Easter is on next Sunday, and Good Friday is this is this Friday, April second. You can help us. We're having a tremendous uh, Thanksgiving on Good Friday outreach. It's going to be done differently than we've done in the past. Uh, this is going to be a drive-through event. Uh, we have about 600 to 700 families that are going to be driving through. They're going to be receiving food baskets and hygiene products and other items, some clothing. There'll be a prayer tent there. Uh, there'll be some entertainment as they're waiting in line. It's all done with the, the most precautions we can do for the, the, the virus to make sure that everyone feels safe. But, you know, six or 700 families, that's a lot of people. And, and then the kids, we're going to give over 600 Easter baskets, maybe even more. And so we need your support uh, for this outreach and for Easter and Passover and beyond. And, and the way you can do that is go to caringplace.org slash Easter. That's caringplace.org slash Easter. Uh, for $2.10, you can provide a hot, delicious meal. And I've been here long enough to know that hope often begins with a meal, that first meal. You know, you really can't reason with a person if they're hungry, if they're tired, if they're cranky, if they're irritable, or maybe their mind's kind of foggy because they've been on the streets for weeks and weeks or months and months. Uh, so we want to give them that hot meal, give them a place to rest, some hygiene products, get them you know, sh showered and shaved and hair combed and everything, help them feel better about themselves. And people, and it is a big difference. When you see someone come in that's been on the streets and then that they get that shower, they get that those uh, clothes, those change of clothes, they have that first top meal, they look like a different person, really. And uh, that's why you, your support is so helpful and, and we are so grateful. For $2.10, that's $21 a meal. There's some people are listening right now. I believe you could probably do 100 meals, maybe 1,000 meals. And that will help us not only through the Passover and Easter season, but all through the spring season. And another way you can help us, it's very important. Uh, we started every spring. It's called Spring Cleaning with a Purpose. You can repurpose your items in your home or business. Uh, as you go through, maybe you're going to change your furniture. Maybe you're going to get, you're going through your closets. Maybe you're moving and you have things that you don't need or, or you can't transport. Uh, you can get a hold of us by going to caringplace.org slash thrift. That's caringplace.org slash thrift. And we have a thrift store, uh, that we are located at 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. It's a great place to shop. You're going to find bargains. You're going to find classy clothes. You're going to find furnishings there, knickknacks, uh, appliances. It's just, packed and it looks great it's easy to get to right off of 7th avenue and 87th street uh, and so those items will be taken to our thrift store uh, and be sold and the money that we get there is for our programs and then the other items that we get the clothing and such we use it every single day for our men women and children they come in many times with hardly anything at all and when they leave, they're going to have a full wardrobe. And when they graduate, we're going to make sure they get furnishings for their house. Well, God bless you. Uh, happy Passover. Uh, we're going to be celebrating Easter next Sunday. So tune in right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.